Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right now we go to the hotline. We welcome in one of the guys who are in the know when it comes to everything in the NFL. CBS NFL insider Jason Lockenfora joins us on the show. Jason, thanks for joining us. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's not going too terribly bad. Is Deshaun Watson one of the most underrated young quarterbacks in a while? He's a special player, special talent. Um, unfortunately, he he often has to overcome uh, poor blocking schemes, poor poor blocking execution, uh, poor play calling in order to thrive and, and succeed and, and make some of the jaw-dropping plays he makes. And, and he throws the ball as well as anybody in the league. He's a super tough kid, and if anything, he's tough to a fault, sometimes holding the ball a little longer than he, he should, especially given the limitations of that offensive line. Um, even with Laramie Tunsil, I mean, there's, it's not uncommon for this kid to be hit a dozen times. Um, you know, on a Sunday and sacked four to six. And mm-hmm. I don't know how sustainable that is, um, but when he's given even a modicum of opportunity to make plays, boy, does he. I started off with the Redskins today, Jason, and I wanted to say, you know, you can make a good, solid head coaching move if you want to, but it's Dan Snyder, and he thinks like a fan, so where do you think the inside line goes for the Redskins' job? Well, he's going to make that job as attractive as he possibly can to Mike Tomlin. And, and in his perfect world, he acquires Mike Tomlin, you know, parting with some draft picks or, or whatever to make that happen. Tom, Tomlin only has one year left on his deal. Um, if he can't sort of make that uh, pie-in-the-sky first choice a reality, uh, then I think Todd Bowles is somebody who he has a lot of affinity for. Todd Bowles is somebody who Joe Gibbs has been talking to him about since Joe Gibbs was the head coach there a long time ago. Todd Bowles played for the Redskins. Uh, Dan Snyder met privately with Todd Bowles in January about a defensive coordinator position that, come to find out, wasn't even open. Um, you know, and they ended up not firing Greg Minuski. But I, I talked to people in the winter who felt like if Todd Bowles was interested in it, he could have maybe had the entire job, the head coaching job then, and Dan would have just you know gotten rid of Jay Gruden because it, it's been clear for a long time that Jay Gruden didn't have any sort of a long-term future there. So, um, you know, outside of those two, uh, Greg Williams, he knows well, Dan Snyder does, and likes Greg Williams, um, and, and Greg Williams has coached there in the past and done a great job. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I can just tell you, it's Tomlin and then it's everybody else. Wait a minute, Greg Williams, so this would be actually a one that he's offered? Like we would know about it, not one of the ones that he talked about last year where he was offered like 13 or 20 different jobs? I think Dan Snyder would certainly talk to him about it. I, I, I do. Um, and, and those two have maintained a bit of a relationship since, uh, since Greg left as, as the defensive coordinator and, and started, uh, I think at that point he might have gone to New Orleans, or maybe went to Jacksonville and then New Orleans. Um, but yeah, you know, Dan Snyder knows him very well. He was in that building for four or five years. And when Dan Snyder is looking for somebody to set a tone, and get people's attention and let them know that, you know, some of the stuff that – I mean, that defense has a lot of talent. I mean, there's no excuse for that defense to be as bad as it is. 
And so if he's looking for someone to hold them to a different standard, hold people accountable, and be a bit of a, of a disciplinarian taskmaster, I think Greg Williams fits that bill. He certainly is. Jason Lockenfor with us on the show. How stable is the ground that Bruce Allen walks on? Oh, I, that, look, that's not a, uh, a sort of normal football relationship. That's a personal relationship that um, sort of uh, has nothing to do with how you or I might evaluate whether or not they're succeeding on the field or off. You know, Dan has always had somebody there next to him who is loyal to a fault, who will tell him you're right and everybody else is wrong, who when he calls him at 4 o'clock in the morning and says, come over here, I want to look at film, or I want to talk about our next coach, or I want to do this or that, you know, that person jumps and is there um, at 3.55. You know, that's just that's what this is about. And he also feels like Bruce has the business acumen and some of the connections to his brother used to be, the governor of Virginia to help him get a stadium built. Um, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, he may be overestimating Bruce's ability in that regard, but that is a big component to it as well. But the fact that Bruce Allen continues to run football operations there is, um, it, it's, it's staggering, but it's not surprising because Snyder, before it was Vinny Serrato, he's always had somebody in that role who it's kind of me and you against the world. Jason Lockett for joining us on the show. Man, there's a lot to unpack out of that one. Let me go to Los Angeles, though. People are paying attention. They're worried about the Rams over the last couple of weeks. Is there something to be worried about? I think so. Um, the, you know, the whole Super Bowl hangover thing is, is, is you know, it, it, it tends to be a thing. Whether it makes sense or not, it does. Um, in this case, you, you've also had the situation with Todd Gurley where they can say they weren't load-managing him or whatever, but they also weren't running the offense to him anymore. And now he's not even going to play this week. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't have um, the offensive line that they had a year ago, it doesn't seem. And you get to year three or four of a Wade Phillips defense, and I've had a lot of people around the league sort of point this out who've been sort of advanced scouting them. You know, they, they tend, you, you tend to be able to find some holes there. And, and those corners who were, you know, three years younger and a little more airtight in the first year of the program, boy, they, they slip a little bit. And when you don't have two corners that you feel like you can put on an island, that whole thing starts to crumble. And, you know, Tlaib's age is showing, and now he's out. Um, and Peters, you know, he's, he's incredibly prone to um, inconsistency. He can look like the best corner in the league one week, and then he can go into a long funk, and he's been in a bit of a funk. And you put all that together, plus all the money they, they paid Jared Goff. That I, I'm sorry, I think it does get into your head. I think they're human beings. I think it got into Kirk Cousins' head. And I think Jared Goff, it's like, okay, wait a minute, they're, they're, I'm the highest paid guy, and we can't run, you know, we can't get 40 touches a game out of Gurley anymore, so what am I going to do here? And I think he's forced some things, and I think if you make him throw 50-plus times a game, all of his limitations become that much more um, real. So they're a good team. I thought they'd be a good team. And they're playing a tougher schedule, and the travel's a whole lot different than a year ago, too. So you add all that up, I thought that they would be a, a team that would regress and, and that they wouldn't come close to winning 13 games, and, and their best case would be 10 wins and, and the right tiebreakers for a wild card. I, I'm not sure that they're going to be in the playoffs, but I, I, I don't, don't hang around. I don't think they're going to fall off a cliff, but they're not the same team as a year ago where it just looked like they couldn't lose for about 10 weeks. Yeah, boy, it, it really didn't. I in. I don't know the Super Bowl hangover thing. I wonder if defense has kind of found a way about that. I'm not. I'm not really sure. But I, I, I want to ask you about Adam Gase. It can't really be one and done with him and the Jets, could it be? Ah, 
<laughs> I don't know. You know, look, they they've, they they never they they never do things sort of in a in a in a wholesome, proven, uh, you know, sort of reasonable way, right? It's always fits and starts. We're going to make this coach hang with this GM, and then we're going to fire, you know, the GM three weeks after the draft when we've already hired a coach. Who, I mean, and then now you're bringing in Joe Douglas late, and he's looking at a team, the GM there, saying, wait a minute, these guys were buyers in March and April and May. And we're, we don't have enough talent to be buyers. And now I want to, I want to sell. I want, I, you know, Leonard Williams. That's what are we going to do paying him fourteen million dollars a year? I know they just signed Colecio Semele, you know, acquired him, whatever. But I'll eat money to get him out of here because we, we've got to reposition ourselves for the future. And we got a team in our division in Miami that's got more draft picks than anybody could imagine the next two years. And you know what? We may have a quarterback, but I'm not sure how much else we have. But we don't have the draft capital to get there. So they're kind of caught in the middle again. And and you know, then you have the Sam Darnold injury. I mean, it's just one thing after the next. Uh, I never say never about anything in this league. I, I don't. I don't know that ownership group. I mean, does does the president get impeached and Willie and, and and Woody Johnson comes home? You know what I mean from the UK, and he might have very different ideas about what's going on than Chris does. So, I have no idea what's going to happen come January. But I, I, you know, we'll see if they can win a few more games. Well, any uh, a game to start with Sam Darnold. Um, but, I, you know, ownership there is always quirky, so who knows? I, I got to say, Jason, for a second, I thought that I, I thought that the president did the Jets a favor by uh, sending him over to, to the U.K., but here we are. And they're um, kind of in the same spot as always, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, you're, you're in the Beltway, and I, I got to ask you about the Browns before I let you go, but did you kind of get a sense that the, it was going to go this way with Kirk Cousins, or did you maybe get a sense that it just wasn't going to happen this soon with Kirk Cousins up in Minnesota? You mean in terms of just uh, not being able to win the big game still and all that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, the, the expectation, because he's brought there for one reason, yeah. and we all know what that is, and he's just not meeting that standard. I, I thought it would work out a little better than it has, and I think there were times last year where it, it looked really good, albeit against lesser teams. Uh, I still think they have the most talent of any team in that, uh, in that division. And I think if they can just get sustain a, a, a you know a modicum of a passing game, they've got the running back. The defense is really good. I, I, I still think they can be you know they can get into the playoffs or something like that. I, I don't think it's out of the question. They they win the division. To be honest with you, I'm still a little bit of a skeptic on Green Bay. I actually feel like their airing of grievances last week was much needed, um, and everybody kind of instead of holding it inside, letting it leak a little bit and and getting it out there. And I think Cousins did play looser last week, and I think he did cut it. You know, he was willing to throw, push the ball downfield a little bit more, and he seemed a little bit more confident and a little bit more willing to kind of let it hang out, which they're going to have to do at times because that running game is going to open things up downfield. So I don't know. I mean, are they going to win a Super Bowl there while Cousins is there? I, I doubt it. You know, are they going to look mm-hmm. back and say that $84 million could have been spent a bunch of different ways? You would think so. But I also wouldn't say that they're not going to be a factor this year. I, I'm, I'm still intrigued by them. Jason Lockin forward with us. Should Browns fans be worried about Baker? I don't. I wouldn't really be worried about Baker so much. Um, I mean, they're they're. I don't. I don't know why people are freaking. I mean, they're one game behind Baltimore, and they beat them in Baltimore. So they're really not even a game behind Baltimore. You know, they're going to play mostly the same teams as Baltimore. Um, you know, they're playing obviously the same division schedule. They're playing this, you know, they're both playing the NFC West. Like, 
I don't know. This team won like one game in three years, and now people are like mad that they're not five and zero. I mean, it's a lot of new stuff there. They're right in the thick of it. That division is no great shakes. Baker's going to be fine. We'll find out about the head coach. They'll make a move or two before the deadline, and they're they're going. The, the Cleveland Browns are going to be in the playoff hunt in December. And if people wanted like more than that, like if they wanted the one seed, you know what I mean, or like an undefeated seed, I yeah. don't know what people were thinking. But Jason, Jason, I, and I, and I know I met you over there at, Nor- at Northfield Park a couple years ago. I'm here, and that's exactly what people thought. That's exactly what, when they got Odell Beckham Jr. and I was a part of it. Jason, guilty as charged. I swear to God, I'm like, well, they obviously think that they, and it wasn't just about Odell. I'm looking at John Dorsey. You obviously think you have great talent. You're willing to trade first-round picks for these guys. It, it's it's win, quote-unquote, it's win now. And I was wrong. Uh, you can't skip that step. I was wrong, Jason. I mean, and they still could win this division. 8-8. Eight eight. Look, if they go 8-8 eight eight and sweep the Ravens, they're going to win the division. They're going to get a home playoff game. And, like, coming from – I mean, this time last year, I feel like it was right around this week last year when Hugh Jackson came out in that press conference in Tampa and basically tried to get Todd, you know, what I mean? basically tried to get Todd Haley not to fly back on the plane with the team, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's literally, like a calendar year ago, that's where they were, right? They hadn't even hit rock bottom yet. Baker Mayfield's got a winning record as a Cleveland Browns quarterback, and he's like 23 years old. Like, what am I missing here? The sky is not falling. Enjoy the ride. Uh, there'll be some ups, there'll but, be some downs. But Jason, but like, Jason. Jason, this is where, and I know I got to let you go here soon because you've already given us way too much time, and I, I thank you for it. But this is what happens when you go twenty years without getting a quarterback because that quarterback isn't a quarterback; he's a messiah for your fan base. They're going to do this in Miami too. You watch, man. That's wow. I, I, I Sanford's. I mean, and the teams they lost to Tennessee, they can get after you with four up front. Like they've got a big offensive line problem. It's not going to be exploited every week, but like the Tennessees and the San Francisco's of the world. They're going to they're gonna wreck your party, and that's not necessarily on Baker Mayfield. Jason, I can't thank you enough. All the best, man. Hope to get a chance to talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.